is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Thanks to my buddy Brian Mudd, WJNO, for filling in last night. I'll do the best I can today. You know, the anti-Second Amendment ideologues and radicals, they seek to impose not only controls over guns, but controls over speech about guns. Through intimidation, groupthink, relentless media propaganda. So they're attacking not just the Second Amendment, but the First Amendment. And they make it difficult, almost impossible, to discuss the wide array of potentially effective life-saving options. School officials and local law enforcement actually have today physically protect children in classrooms. They can do it today. Now, we've been talking about this from day one. And I noticed it's picking up steam in this business, TV and radio. It's picking up steam with the president. And to the extent the president is talking about training teachers or other personnel to be in our public schools, to protect our children in our classrooms, he's right on. He's absolutely right on. I sent... Mr. Producer, a link this morning, which included Charlton Heston at the National Press Club, February 1997. 21 years ago, almost to the day. And we miss his voice in voices like his, because they're being drowned out by leftists in all their forms, schools, in Hollywood, in the media, in the Democrat Party, and even in the Republican Party. So I thought we'd take a few minutes. Got three or four clips, and they're not long. To remind you what a statesman on this issue sounds like. Charlton Heston at the National Press Club, February 1997. Cut one, go. Today, I want to talk to you about guns. Why we have them why the Bill of Rights guarantees that we can have them, and why my right to have a gun is more important than your right to rail against it in the press. I believe every good journalist needs to know why the Second Amendment must be considered more essential than the First Amendment. This may be a bitter pill to swallow, but the right to keep and bear arms is not archaic. It's not an outdated, dusty idea some old dead white guys dreamed up in fear of the redcoats. No. It's just as essential to liberty today as it was in 1776. These words may not play well at the press club, but it's still the gospel down at the corner bar and grill. And your efforts to undermine the Second Amendment, to deride it and denigrate it, to degrade it, to readily accept diluting it 
and eagerly promote redefining it threaten not only the physical well-being of millions of Americans, but also the core concept of individual liberty our founding fathers struggled to perfect and protect. I agree wholeheartedly. A free press is vital to a free society. But I wonder how many of you will agree with me that the right to keep and bear arms is not just equally vital, but the most vital to protect all the other rights we enjoy. I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. It is America's first freedom. The one right that protects all the others, among freedom of speech, of the press, of religion, of assembly, of redress of grievances, it is the first among equals. It alone offers the absolute capacity to live without fear. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Now, either you believe that or you don't, and you must decide. Because there's no such thing as a free nation where police and military are allowed the force of arms, but individual citizens are not. That's a big brother knows best theater of the absurd that has never boded well for the present peasant class, the working class, or even for reporters. Now, I doubt any of you would prefer a rolled-up newspaper as a weapon against a dictator or a criminal intruder. <laughs> Yet, in essence, that's what you've asked our loved ones to do through an ill-contrived and totally naive campaign against the Second Amendment. Besides, how can we entrust to you the Second Amendment when you are so stingy with your own First Amendment? I say this because of the way in recent days you've treated your own those journalists you consider the least among you. How quick you've been to finger the paparazzi with blame and to eye the tabloids with disdain. How eager you've been to draw a line where there is none, to demand some distinction within the First Amendment that sneers, they are not one of us. How readily you let your lesser brethren take the fall is if their rights were not as worthy and their purpose not as pure and their freedom not as sacred as yours. So now, as politicians consider new laws to shackle and gag paparazzi, who among you will speak out? Who here will stand and defend them? Well, if you won't, I will. Because you do not define the First Amendment. It defines you, and it is bigger than you, big enough to embrace all of you plus all those you would exclude. That's how freedom works. Clearly, too many have used freedom of the press as a weapon, not only to strangle our free speech, but to erode and ultimately destroy the right to keep and bear arms as well. In doing so, you promoted your profession to that of constitutional judge and jury more powerful even than our Supreme Court, more prejudiced than the Inquisition's tribunals. It's a frightening misuse of constitutional privilege, and I pray that you will come to your senses and see that these abuses are curbed. As a veteran of World War II, as a freedom marcher who stood with Dr. Martin Luther King long before it was fashionable, and as a grandfather who wants the coming century to be free and full of promise,
for my grandchildren, I am troubled. The right to keep and bear arms is threatened by political theatrics, piecemeal lawmaking, talk show psychology, extreme bad taste in the entertainment industry, an ever-widening educational chasm in our schools, and a conniving media that all add up to cultural warfare against the idea that guns ever had or should now have an honorable and proud place in our society. Absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> Absolutely profound. When I first heard it today, or repeated, heard it today, probably the second time, first time was when he delivered it. I said, my Lord, do we miss this man? And boy, was he right on. Absolutely right on. Folks, we're dealing with anti-constitutional radical ideologues. They don't care about the history of the Second Amendment any more than they care about the history of the First Amendment. They think they get to decide which parts of the Constitution are good and should, be re- and should remain and which parts are not good and should not remain. And you can see Republicans falling all over themselves, one after another, trying to find ways to cut the baby in half, none of them being Solomon. How many amendments are we going to cut in half? Which amendments are we going to cut in half? Who gets to decide? Now we all know the way you protect schools is to protect schools. Not to advance the radical progressives ideology. That doesn't protect schools. Besides, Radical progressives, which have taken over the Democrat Party, never much liked law enforcement. Wasn't that long ago where they were trashing local law enforcement? They're certainly not for order, they're for activists, left wing judges who are soft on crime. Soft on crime judges, undermining local law enforcement, attacking the Second Amendment. These are the radicals that we are dealing with. CNN. <coughs> has done enormous damage to itself. CNN is now defining itself as further left than MSNBC. MSNBC is even more honest than CNN, and I'll tell you why. Everybody knows MSNBC was created to be the left-wing kook channel. Why else hire <clears throat> the Scarboroughs, Matthews, Reed, Sharpton, and the rest of the conga line of malcontents and morons. CNN has pretend journalists, pretend reporters, who dress up as objective truth-tellers. Well, they're not. And once again, they demonstrated that last night. That wasn't a town hall meeting on guns. That was a rally against the Constitution. It was an affront to the American people. It's an affront to anybody who was watching that program. And I would strongly suggest that it is not courageous when Republicans and conservatives continue to go on these programs and act like foils. No. And they shouldn't be encouraged to. Let's confront them and debate them. Confront them and debate them? Confront them and debate them? That was the Roman Colosseum. Marco Rubio went there. And they immediately trashed them. Why? Because most of the people in that arena are children of Democrats or 
our parents who are Democrats. Now, we cannot rely on the progressive left and the media and Hollywood and tenured Marxist professors to protect our children. They're not going to do it. They hate the cops. They tell us our criminal justice system is systemically racist, so they hate our criminal justice system. We know they hate the Constitution because progressivism is all about destroying the Constitution. That's why they will not support constitutional originalism. And now we're supposed to rely on them to protect our kids when they hate the cops? When they're supportive of soft-on-crime judges? You protect our kids by protecting our kids. If somebody's going to come into your house and harm your family, you will use deadly force to protect them. You're not going to start debating gun control. You're not going to start wishing Congress did something. We've reached a strange place, a dangerous place, where there is a uniformity, a consolidation of thought that leads to an inevitable, supposedly rational outcome with little or no tolerance for debate, curiosity, even alternatives, climate change, abortion, immigration, gun control. And the progressive hard left's voice has near monopolistic control and will not tolerate differing opinions. It's gotten so bad that the media do not hide it anymore. They claim to be the First Amendment. They claim to be defending against the presence of the United States. They're abusing the First Amendment. They know not the history of the First Amendment or any other of the Bill of Rights, and they don't give a damn. The fact that they have cameras in their faces and microphones in their mouths doesn't mean they're protecting the First Amendment. And it doesn't mean they're the press either, just because they claim to be. CNN is a disgrace. We allow the progressive left, and including the media, to define us. They get to define capitalism, and they have nothing but contempt for it. They get to define individual liberty, and they have nothing but contempt for it. They get to define the Constitution. They have nothing but contempt for it. And they're going to now define security. Security. They won't secure the border. They eviscerate the military. They attack police officers? No. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Looks like the uh, left-wing Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is trying to deliver the Democrats five seats. Do you think the framers of the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen, would recognize this country? What do you think they'd say? What do you think they'd say? You know, we have politicians in Washington, D.C., they're largely loathed by you. Poll after poll shows it. Yet more often than not, we hear, why doesn't Washington do this? Why doesn't Washington do that? When it comes to the economy, the workplace, retirement, health care, housing, race, and guns. Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. They don't have the answers. Nancy Pelosi doesn't have the answers. Chuck Schumer doesn't have the answers. Moreover, and I have nothing but love for my 
New York City, really my second hometown where I started my radio career. And same with San Francisco. Bunch of Schumer and Pelosi. Want to project onto this nation what they have in those cities? Really? I've heard it said time and again. The original meaning of the Second Amendment, you know, they didn't have rapid-fire weapons back then. We're going to straighten this out once and for all. It is amazing to me that the progressive leftists claim to turn to the original meaning of the Constitution when it comes to the Second Amendment, when in fact they reject the original meaning of the Constitution when it comes to everything else. But they don't even comprehend the original meaning of the Constitution. You see, at the CNN event, there was no balance. There were no efforts to bring in different views. People say there's two sides to this issue. Not really. There's those of us who believe in the Constitution and those of us who don't. If, in fact, there's such a juggernaut in this country to do something truly radical and anti-constitutional when it comes to the Second Amendment, may I ask you a question? Why haven't the House of Representatives in the United States Senate cobbled together a proposed amendment to the Constitution, passed it by two-thirds of both houses of the, of the House and the Senate, and sent it to the states for ratification by 38 states? If there is an overwhelming demand for radical gun control or even confiscation, why don't they try and amend the Constitution? You know why? Because it wouldn't work. They'd rather do it through the back door, through the courts. That's why. I'll be right back. Mark Luffin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. My inaugural program, Sunday, 10 p.m. this Sunday, Walter Williams is going to be great. Is there any proof whatsoever that gun control works in this country? I'm asking about any other country. I'm asking about our country. Is there any proof whatsoever that gun control works in this country? A lot of people kill with knives, blunt instruments. They say they want to outlaw the AR-15 or increase the age at which you can purchase it. How many people in this country last year were killed with an AR-15? 50? 20? Most people who are killed with firearms are killed with handguns. As I keep saying, and I will keep saying, they'll pick one form of weapon, then another form of weapon. One form of magazine, then another form of magazine. One form of bullet, then another form of bullet. They'll go into the courts and try rule to have the courts rule something unconstitutional. They'll go in the civil courts and try to bake the backs of the manufacturers of weapons and bullets. Because progressivism in the end is about totalitarianism. It's about centralization. It's the anti-constitution ideology. And even though I put fact after fact after fact out here, and I've been doing it now, what, ten days? The left really doesn't care. <clears throat> left talks out of both sides of its mouth. Doesn't care. One thing we do know is they will not protect our children in the schools. 
They don't have a single idea for doing that. And whereas we turn to law enforcement, local law enforcement and school districts, they mock it. They laugh at it. And I don't know if I have the ability to get through this article, but I'm going to try. Because as you know, substance is important to me. I don't come behind this microphone and do a lounge act. I don't come behind this microphone and pretend I'm Henny Youngman or my great friend, and he is, Jackie Mason. I leave that to the experts. But when you come here, because you have so many other things you can do at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Western, Pacific, that figure you ought to get your money's worth. Let's talk about our founding period. David Koppel wrote an excellent piece back in April 2017. I'm daring to do this because I don't know that I can. At the Independence Institute. (coughs) He said, one of the men to credit, well, let me start at the top. Gun control advocates often argue that gun control laws must be more restrictive than the original meaning of the Second Amendment would allow, because the modern firearms are so different from the firearms of the late 18th century. This argument is based on ignorance of the history of firearms. It's true that in 1791, the most common firearms were handguns or long guns. They had to be reloaded with every shot. But it's not true that repeating arms, which can fire multiple times without reloading, were unimagined in 1791. To the contrary, repeating arms long predate the 1606 founding of the first British colony in America. Got that? As of 1791, repeating arms were available but expensive. One of the men to credit for why repeating arms became much less expensive during the 19th century is the father of the Constitution, James Madison, who was also the author of the Second Amendment to the Bill of Rights. During his presidency, 1809 to 1817, Secretary of War James Monroe, who would succeed Madison as president, successfully promoted legislation to foster the development of firearms technology. I hope you're sticking with this. In particular, the federal armories at Springfield, Massachusetts, and Harpers Ferry, Virginia, oh, you thought it was West Virginia? Well, at one point it was Virginia, were ordered to invent the means of producing firearms with interchangeable parts. To function reliably, repeating firearms must have internal components that fit together very precisely, much more precisely than is necessary for single-shot firearms. Before Madison, as president, and his Secretary of State, Monroe, started the manufacturing revolution, firearms were built, one at a time, by craftsmen. Making a repeating arm required much more time and expertise than making a single-shot firearm. How to make repeating arms was well known. But making them at a labor cost the average person could afford was impossible. Thanks to the technology innovation labs created at Springfield and Harpers Ferry, inventors found ways to manufacture firearms components at a higher rate. 
and with more consistency for each part. Instead of every part being made by hand, parts were manufactured with machine tools. In other words, tools that made other tools. For example, the wooden stocks for rifles could be repetitively manufactured with such precision that any stock from a factory would fit any rifle from the factory with no need for craftsmen to shave or adjust the stock. I'm going to skip through some of this, but it's rather lengthy and absolutely excellent. What kind of repeating arms were available before 1815, when the Madison-Monroe Mass Production Innovation Program began? The the state-of-the-art was the Gerondani air rifle, invented around 1779 for Austrian Austrian Army sharpshooters. Anyway, I can't complete this. Mr. Producer, I want you to put this up on Facebook and Twitter. I want you folks to read it. Bottom line for all of you who may not read it. Yes, there were repeat weapons long before the founding of this country. Long before the first colony in this country. And Madison, the father of the Constitution, and Monroe, they decided that we needed repeating armaments, repeating rifles in this country that were affordable by the average citizen. I want you to read the article, but even if you don't, the next time you hear a leftist say, well, we only had muskets back then, it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. But then I also turn that on the First Amendment. We didn't have uh, media corporations at the founding of the nation. We didn't have mass-produced technologies for newspapers and magazines at the founding of the nation. We didn't have radio, television, cable, satellite, iPhones, telephones. We didn't have any of those things. And so, again, the left bobs and weaves like a drunk. They bob and weave. They try to cite the Constitution if they think it will help them. They claim to be true originalists when it comes to the Second Amendment. It doesn't help them. They don't know what they're talking about. And then they reverse course. Well, it doesn't matter. It's too restrictive. We need to do things to save people. Like Obamacare, right? That saves people. Like open borders, where killers can come in. That saves people, right? Like liberal, soft-on-crime judges. That saves people, right? Like eviscerating local police forces. That saves people, right? And, of course, undermining the United States military at every turn. Who is it that marches in the streets against the cops? Who is it that marches in the streets against the military? And yet they tell us, turn to the cops when you need help. You mean the cops that you hate? You want to know what a progressive, liberal, CNN, MSNBC hell looks like? Look what's going on in Baltimore, Maryland. That's their paradise. Look what's going on in the south side of Chicago. That's their paradise. Look what's going on in corners of our cities all over the country. That's their paradise. Liberal judges... Slam the cops. Oh, and while we're at it, coddle the felonies. So when they get out, you give them the right to vote, and they vote for Democrats. 
when it comes to protecting human life, the left has nothing to say. Zero. Whether that life is in the womb or that life is out of the womb. And who are their heroes? Ultimately, I've told you this many times before, progressivism is the bastard child of Marxism, which is the bastard child of Hegelism. A centralized, ubiquitous government sold as populism. Have you noticed that? They sell their ideas as populists. That's how they camouflage them. I pointed this out yesterday. The populist rhetoric of the left is used to disguise the true nature of the government that they want to impose on us. There's never enough laws, never enough regulations. So when I hear these debates, well, we're going to really do vetting this time. Who's going to do the vetting? The same departments, the same individuals who did the vetting before, through hands, these mass murderers slipped. How much time was spent on that at the CNN town hall last night? Almost none. Instead, shouting down Rubio. Shouting down Dana. And others. What a disgrace. We're losing our Second Amendment rights. We're losing our First Amendment rights. Because the people who are supposed to uphold freedom of the press are the people in the press. And yet, this so-called new generation of journalists, they've abused the Constitution. The Constitution they don't even believe in. By the way, Jake Tapper, Mr. Producer, I believe I sent you an article on this. Doesn't Jake Tapper used to be the communications director for handgun control link or something or other. Like I said, I didn't hear talk radio today. I've actually been trying to get my energy up to do this program today. I've kept my mouth shut. I am loaded up on cough suppressants now so I can try and do this program. Yes, legal, legal, over the counter, legal. Jake Tapper, did they have a little Krylon under his name? former communications director or spokesmouth for Handgun Inc. or whatever, Handgun Control Inc., whatever that group? Of course not. It's just assumed that these people are leftists. It's just assumed that they're Democrats. I've asked day in and day out, what would this new law look like that would have prevented what took place in that school in Broward County? There isn't one. And so in order for the politicians to play to the audience and to play politics, they pretend they have the key to utopia. Wrote an entire book on this called Ameritopia. Whether it's the health care, the economy, whatever it is, they're the greatest snakes oil salesmen mankind has ever seen. And we're the greatest suckers mankind has ever had. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. What's 
your bucket list. We all have things we want to do, not just work till the bitter end, except, of course, me. No matter what your answer, there's one thing you definitely need to knock down your bucket list. Money. Investing for the future is critical, and today's more complicated than ever. We're facing a very different retirement reality, and sadly, many within the sound of my voice, simply not ready for it. Look, even though we're living with financial uncertainty and geopolitical instability, it doesn't mean we can't plan a proper retirement, one that includes all of us enjoying our bucket list. It's possible to live the retirement lifestyle you dreamed about, the retirement you deserve. Download PM Capital's free report, Bulletproof Your Bucket List, at marklevingold.com, marklevin, mark, L-E-V-I-N, gold.com, or give them a call. They're there right now, 800-599-8391, 800-599-8391. Start planning for retirement now to enjoy your bucket list around the corner. Again, get the report, get it for free at marklevingold.com, or call 1-800-599-8391. That's one 800 599 8391. What's on your bucket list? Make achieving it the most important item in your financial planning. Bill Nelson is the senator, a senator from Florida. He's really a pathetic demagogue. He votes with all the leftists and then he goes back to Florida and pretends he's a moderate. Listen to this from last night, CNN town hall. It's not a town hall. It's a coliseum. Hat tip, right scoop, go. There are so many other things that we can do, certainly mental health, certainly the question as the sheriff had brought up about putting armed deputies. Well, then where have you been? You've been an elected member of the House of Representatives in the Senate forever. Where's your bill? Now, I believe in local control, but these guys believe in national control. Where's the bill? He's never done a damn thing about armed deputies in the schools, which they can do tonight, tomorrow morning. Go ahead. Uh, But when you get right down to it, the gun is what is going to do the killing. And I'll just finally say this. I'm a native Floridian. I grew up on a ranch. I've always had guns. I've hunted all my life. I still hunt with my son. But an AK-47 and an AR-15 is not for hunting. It's for killing. And you see, you see, let's, let's slow down here. He knows if he's had guns all his life that an AR-15 is not for killing. Human beings. An AR-15 is a fairly low caliber rifle. Which people use to hunt mostly deer and to target shoot. But he can't help himself. And so this is what happens. Let me just say, we're a country in decline. We're trying to reverse course, you and I. We're doing everything we can. But we're clearly a country in decline when almost all the instrumentalities of government are devouring our traditions and our institutions. Just that simple. I'll be right back.
If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add, but this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve, and subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. What did I tell you, Rich? What did I tell you, America, that the NEA and AFT would get into full gear and oppose any effort to train teachers to protect students like they have in Israel, like they have in other countries? And sure enough, the NEA and AFT oppose the idea. That's why it's not getting done. The NRA contributions to politicians don't come close to the kind of clout the NEA and AFT have on Capitol Hill and in your state capitals and in your school districts. These are massive corporate enemy entities, yeah, and enemies too, which have monopoly control over our schools and our school systems, monopoly control over our school boards and our PTAs and PTOs. So they don't, they don't support, they've made it abundantly clear, <laughs> armed protection within our schools. And to hear the top of the hour, <coughs> excuse me, to hear the top of the hour news that I have to listen to is disgustingly pathetic. Pamela Brown, whoever that is. Basically mockery in her voice, snideness in her voice. The president wants to port more guns in the schools, she says. And even uh, give bonuses to encourage training of teachers. I think it's a great idea. Plus it'll work. But you have to have the right people in place. And there's a shocking report now that's coming out of Florida. This is from Fox. And we're going to take some of your calls. The sheriff's deputy... Listen to this. The sheriff's deputy who is on patrol at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. So they had one on patrol at the school. Resigned today. Now why did he resign? Video surveillance showed he never entered the school. Even though he clearly knew there was a shooting taking place. You believe this? Deputy Scott Peterson, the Broward County Sheriff's Office, was stationed on the school's campus. 
when Nicholas Cruz opened fire, leaving 17 people dead and others wounded. Sheriff Scott Israel, during a press conference, said video showed Peterson arriving at the west side of the building where the shooting took place. Peterson, Israel said, took up a position but never went in. Sheriff said he believes Peterson remained outside of the building for four minutes, while the shooting, in total, lasted six minutes. And by the way, Israel said the officer never fired his weapon. Israel said he's devastated. Quote, sick to my stomach. There are no words. This is really pathetic. It's sickening. When asked about the law enforcement agencies entering the building first and at what time, Israel said, it doesn't matter who went in first or in what order you went in. (laughs) What matters is that when we in law enforcement arrive in an active shooter, we go in and address the target. And that's what it should should have been done. He should have gone in, addressed the killer, kill the killer, Israel said. Now this coward, that's what he is. This coward's name is Peterson. Deputy Scott Peterson. All right. Now we know the FBI missed at least two direct leads to the mass killer. That there were potentially three dozen direct contacts with the potential killer in the sheriff's office. And that there was a deputy sheriff at the school building, in uniform, armed, who never went inside. He stayed outside and took a position, quote-unquote. And we're debating gun control? We're debating things that have nothing to do with what took place? Senator Marco Rubio, who was brutalized last night at the CNN Coliseum event, uh, Christian thrown to the lions, meaning CNN being the lions. So Rubio starts to buckle, as the president has started to buckle, as Republicans all over the place are starting to buckle. Cut 10, go. I absolutely believe that in this country... If you are 18 years of age, you should not be able to buy a rifle, and I will support a law that takes that right away. Oh, really? Wait, 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 wait. You believe that? Tell me, Senator Rubio, if you're 18 years old, do you believe that you should be eligible to serve in the United States military? See, the problem with these broad-brush approaches, those of you who are 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old, And almost 21 years old. Look how you're being talked to here. Look how you're being treated here. And he's being applauded for this. The president wants to do the same thing. Rifles can kill. And about five or six hundred people an entire year are killed with rifles. I would ask Mr. Rubio, does he think people 18 years of age should be able to buy a pistol? Since more people are killed with pistols. 
you see it's a slippery slope. Now, there are cutoffs. There are rational cutoffs or cutoffs based on past decisions and so forth, which are difficult to unravel. But now we're talking about going forward with restrictions. Go ahead. I will support... I will support the banning of bump stocks, and I know that the president has ordered the attorney general to do it, and if he doesn't, we should do it by law. Okay, and that would have done absolutely nothing in this case. So they'll create new laws, and those new laws will be violated. Then they'll create more laws on top of that, they'll be violated. For instance, the bump stock wouldn't have stopped this murder. And not being able to buy a rifle at the age of 18 wouldn't have stopped the murder in Las Vegas. And so you got to keep adding law on top of law on top of law as they evade one law after another, after another, after another. Tell me something, ladies and gentlemen. We have laws today against murder. Every state has them. Defines different types of murders, different types of ways. But there's still heinous, evil subhumans out there who kill people. How many more laws can you write against murder? We have some states with capital punishment, Florida being one of them. Other states don't have capital punishment. Should all states have capital punishment? If not, why not? Go ahead support changing our background system so that it includes more information than it includes now, and that all states across the country are required or incentivized to report all the information into it. Well, listen, that, I don't even know what that means, but all states are required to report the information into it. I don't know, when I buy my weapons, the, the form I fill out goes directly to the federal government, so I'm not sure what they're talking about, but in any event... Let me ask you folks something. Why are we always on defense on this when they're wrong and we're right? So Marco Rubio winds up going to this CNN Roman Coliseum event and comes out more liberal. Now we know the incredible failures of government at all levels. At the federal level and local level. I don't know what law you can put in place to tell a deputy sheriff that when he hears repeated rounds being fired in a school, that you tighten your belt, you pull out your gun, and you go for the killer. you got to go inside the school. What kind of law are we going to write about that? I don't have any more laws we have to write to tell the FBI, when you get a solid lead, do something about it, damn it. I don't have any more laws we have to write to tell the NEA and AFT to bud the hell out and allow us to determine how we're going to protect our children. They don't own our children, and they don't own those classrooms either. This isn't about conservatism or two sides of anything. This is about reality. Reality. Incredible. And now we're supposed to hate the NRA. I don't hate the NRA. I hate the NEA and the AFT. The NEA and the AFT should be hated a thousand more times than the NRA. What they've done in our schools, what they're doing to our children, now they stand as an obstacle. 
Now they stand as an obstacle to protecting our children. The NRA doesn't stand as an obstacle. It says send the cops in. Train the teachers. The NEA says no, 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 no. No, no, no. The media, top of the hour network I'm listening to. Some jerk reporter who sounds like she's about 11 years old, mocking the president. He wants to put more guns in the schools, she says. Parroting what the left says. And even give bonuses to teachers to encourage them to be trained. Wow, what a nut the president must be. You mean, protect our schools the way Congress protects itself? Protect our schools the way these lousy, rotten, no-good congressmen and senators ensure that they're protected? We shouldn't protect our children? What's the AFT and NEA have any business in that? None. None whatsoever. FBI is busy tracking down collusion in Russia. Oh, yes, yes, it's like Pearl Harbor, according, according to one congressional nut job from Manhattan. Yes, it's like Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, you dumb fill in the blank. Jake Tapper, you're unethical. Every time you discuss this issue, there should be a cry line or you should be saying, I used to be the spokes idiot for Handgun Control Inc. or whatever the hell the group was called. But you don't do it, do you? No, you don't. Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, or Michelle Obama, put out word supporting the students. They travel with Secret Service protection. Secret Service put their lives on the line for them. They're armed. People can't get near them without permission. And they have more protection than our children. Their lives apparently mean more than our own children's lives. I'll be right back. Now, the way this works, ladies and gentlemen, is there's endless, endless pushing of the left agenda by the media. And then they take a poll after five or six days. They say, look at this. Sixty-some percent of Americans want this. Seventy-some percent of Americans want this. This is going to sound self-serving, but trust me, I don't need another job. I have the radio program, my first love. I do Levin TV. I write books, and now I'm going to have my Sunday show on Fox for as long as that lasts. I don't know. 10 p.m. this Sunday. One hour out of a whole week. I'm hoping that we can try and center things again, at least for those who will watch. There is no discussion about our belief systems. No discussion about our values. No discussion about first principles. No explanation about the history behind these institutions and traditions. Watching TV where people are shouted down. You know what that was last night? Some of you are old enough to remember. Morton Downey Jr. 
thousands of Morton Downey Juniors screaming at Dana Loesch, spokeswoman for the NRA, and I happen to know her. She's a very lovely lady, very intelligent. Marco Rubio, watching him so thoroughly disrespected, and then watching him start to buckle. It's painful. Watching Bill Nelson, the Democrat senator, repeatedly applauded for making these idiotic statements. man who's been in Congress forever hasn't accomplished a damn thing. We're losing our country, and these forces are arrayed to advance their agenda. They've attacked the First Amendment. We've talked about this. Schumer actually proposed changes to the First Amendment. Not to the press, of course, to free speech. Because the left doesn't like free speech. The left demands conformity. The left has gotten increasingly violent. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, on and on and on. Violent, uh, rejects debate, taking over college campuses, or at least you used to be able to debate whatever you wanted to debate. And so we just keep passing laws. Laws that apply to every law button, <laughs> every law button, innocent American. Obstensively applied, they say, to these killers, these bad people. They don't give a damn what laws Congress passed. They don't even know that a Congress exists. And that's the point. AFT and NEA. Oppose. Training teachers to defend their students. So instead, teachers have to put their lives on the line by trying to lock the door or by standing between the killer and the students. The teachers should rise up against these unions. The parents in these school districts should rise up against these unions. Or more of their kids are going to get killed. No question about it. So we're not only having an attack on the Second Amendment, but there's an attack on the First Amendment as I started the program. They seek to monopolize not just the issue of the Second Amendment, but whether or not there's going to be a debate. They don't want a debate. They don't want the Second Amendment. They only say there's a free press, apparently for the left. I'll be right back. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. You have to admit, even with pneumonia... 
I make more sense than most people, don't I, Mr. Producer? Thousands of athletes are going for the gold. And as the clear champions of the bathroom, Dollar Shave Club deserves a gold medal. Dollar Shave Club is everything you need to look, smell, and feel your best. Shampoo, body wash, toothpaste. Of course, the best razors I've ever used. I get an amazing high-quality shave every morning from my DSC Executive Razor. Plus, their Dr. Carver Shave Butter is the gold standard of my morning. Helps the razor gently glide across your skin. And Dollar Shave Club delivers everything. That means no more trips to the store, wandering the aisles, hunting for razors, shampoos, and toothpaste, than playing the cashier, scanning and bagging yourself. Go for the gold. Join Dollar Shave Club today for just 5 bucks. With free shipping, you'll get the six-blade executive razor, plus trial sizes of shea butter and body cleanser. Then keep the plates coming for a few bucks more a month. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash mark. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash mark. All right. <clears throat> it's your turn. Just because I'm out of air. Pete, the monster, Massachusetts. How are you, sir, on the Mark Levin app? Good evening, Mark. Um, look forward to your Fox show on Sunday night for sure. Um, Thank you. We're going to have a blast tonight, I think. Really, I hope you'll have your whole family watch it. Go right ahead. Without, without doubt. Listen, we live in critical times, as you are obviously aware. Let me just share with your listeners what happens when we go down a slippery gun control slope. Here in Massachusetts, you have to have a trigger lock on all your weapons, 24 hours a day, or you can be charged with illegal um, storage of a firearm. So if someone breaks into your home, you have to fumble out, out of a deep sleep, find the key, and say, geez, can you hang on a minute? This is how ridiculous. There's a, there's a registry of com- mass-compliant firearms that you can buy, and it's not based on any logic. It's, it, it's laws written by people who don't know which end of the firearm to put up against their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I know a guy who was actually charged criminally because he had a bayonet lug on the end of a rifle. There wasn't a bayonet. Well, right? but even if he had a bayonet, we know how many people are slaughtered with bayonet rifles. It, it's ridiculous, Mark. I, I, I have to wonder what Eldridge Jerry would think of all this in Massachusetts. He wouldn't like it. Uh, he wouldn't indeed. And, and then you look at the other end. Uh, religion, in my opinion, Islamic uh, extremists, it killed more people than, than we can count. But no one's, no one, none of these liberals are suggesting that you have to be licensed to have a background check to practice your religion. Uh, this is how insane it is. When well, we that's right. Out, You're making the point to show just how crazy this can get. W- without question. And you've done a great job tonight. But I just, people have no idea when these politicians, and especially these liberals, get a hold of your <laughs> constitutional privileges. Do, do you think people care about liberty anymore? I mean, other than having their their immediate wants met and, and, and subsistence and so forth, do you think people appreciate, understand, or even want liberty? Because things happen under liberty. The vast majority is good. But some things happen that we don't like. Sadly, Mark, I think that people only uh, miss their liberty when they need it and they don't have it. They don't mm-hmm. have the foresight to understand when it's about to be taken from them. And Let me the tell problem. you something. You're quite right. And let me state this. This is a truism. I won't call it a Levin truism. It's a truism whether there's a Levin or not. And it's this. The seeds of tyranny are sown within liberty. Do you understand my point, Pete? Yes, sir. I certainly do. Because people who despise liberty, people 
who are unwitting in their attacks on liberty, whatever it is, it's a puzzle we've never been able to figure out. Liberty provides evil. Liberty provides whomever the opportunity to destroy itself. That is, to destroy liberty for the rest of us. So freedom is what we want. But it also gives individuals, ideologues of the left, the freedom to deny us freedom over a period of time. And it is a quandary. Same people. All right, my friend. Yeah. All right. My, my real quick. These are the same people who, who are proponents of drive-through abortions, and, and they're against the death penalty, but yet they want to deprive law-abiding citizens of I agree. I say it over and over myself. There's no rationality here. These are the people who say, call the cops. They hate the cops. These are the people who say, do process. But we have liberal judges all over the place who, who let people off, give them lean sentences, or politicize the bench in some other way. And now we have the AFT and the NEA, which are good for nothing, uh, certainly not into education in any significantly intelligent way. Now they're saying, no, we don't want our teachers trained up. Who asked them? Gives a damn what they think. This isn't a union negotiation. All, about All right, Pete. Thing. Excellent call, buddy. I appreciate it. Dave, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Okay. Hey, listen, the reason I'm calling, I just wanted to bring an article to your attention, and it, and it was an interesting spin on the Second Amendment. It uh, title is, The Second Amendment Was Ratified to Preserve Slavery by Tom Hartman out of Truth Out. Why do I have to read what that moron says? He's a radio host, right? Okay, I, I, I didn't... Is he even... some kind of scholar? So, you know, this, this, is, the, this is the knee-jerk left, uh, the low IQ knee-jerk left. So the Second Amendment was was adopted to support slavery, which is why, I guess, the northern states adopted it, even northern states without slavery, correct? Well, it's interesting because I looked at this and I went, wait a minute, and my concern was if the social justice warriors get a hold of this line of thought, we got a whole world of hurt coming. Nah, nah, that, we already have a whole world of hurt coming. But that's such a preposterous comment. Again, I haven't read it or whatever. Look, they think the entire Constitution was adopted to uh, to preserve slavery. I've read many, many articles on that, too. This is the progressive left. And we'll, what they will not accept is that their, their philosophical and ideological <coughs> fathers, whether it's Rousseau, uh, who was the father of the uh, French terrorism and the French Revolution, ten years of blood in the streets, or a Hegel, who was the uh, godfather to Marx, even though he wouldn't admit it, and Hegel, who wrote all this sort of populist democracy stuff, really, uh, which was camouflage for uh, tyranny and uh, and the and the Prussian Empire, and then of course Marx. Notice these guys on the left when they write these pieces, they won't talk about how all these ideological uh, fathers of their movement caused others to kill. Tens of millions of people. Tens of millions of people. Capitalism didn't kill tens of millions of people. Republicanism didn't kill tens of millions of people. The problem with the ideology of the left is they don't accept human beings as they are, as imperfect human beings. And what they try to do is more is to centralize these decisions where imperfect human beings, fewer in number, tell all the rest of us what to do. And that is tyranny. Thank you for your call, sir. 
Good cause tonight. I appreciate it. Drew, San Francisco, the great KSFO. Go ahead. Uh, good afternoon, Levin. Thank you for uh, being the voice of reason out there. Uh, I would like to make the case that I think the Second Amendment explicitly protects the AR-15 and other fighting weapons uh, for the reason that, what is it about? It's about arms, weapons that can be used in combat you know, against an, an, another opponent. You know, not no, no, let me just tell you this. Do you know why the Second Amendment was adopted? Yeah, to, to, for us to maintain our freedom against our own government or foreign invading power, insurrection. Murder. You're correct. You're correct, but you see you're not allowed to say it. You're not even allowed to explain history because then they think you're part of some militia. I'm not part of a militia. Are you part of a militia? No, I'm just the average Joe. You're the average Joe, and that's the history of the Second Amendment, to protect us from these morons. Go ahead. Well, I, when you look at a deer rifle or, or your pheasant gun, these weapons, I wouldn't even call them weapons. They're more like a fishing pole. They're not purposed for uh, defense or offense or, you know, being able to fight. A fighting gun, which I think the founders intended, you know, we, we'd have comparable weapons to whatever threat could be brought against us. I don't think they thought our enemies were always going to be stuck with a musket. When you, you, you push a, a sporting weapon out of its purpose for defense, yes, it can be used for that, but you're at a disadvantage against any opponent who has a weapon that is pur- purpose-built or adapted. Right, let, let's, let, let's cut to the chase here. If CNN is right, if MSNBC is right, if Bill Nelson's right, if all the leftists are right, why would they put a Second Amendment in there at all? They're wrong. They're wrong. And they don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about one damn argument you're making. They don't care. Well, That's what's going on here. They're using what took place in Florida, this horrific killing where you and I are sitting here trying to figure out how to protect the kids in the classroom... And all they're thinking about is how to advance their agenda. That's the truth. Drew, thanks for your call. Tim, El Paso, Texas, the great KTSM. Go right ahead. How are you, sir? Uh, okay. Mark, I really appreciate your show, and I just wanted to touch base with you a little bit about that sheriff that was on duty at the Florida shooting. Um, I agree with you completely a coward. Um, I'm a police officer, work patrol, and uh, in the school settings. And that gentleman, as soon as he heard that first shot, when everybody else was retreating, he should have been going to that threat. And and which brings up a point about having guns in the schools. I'm I'm have no problem with having more guns in the schools. However, with if you have people like this deputy who's not let me just prepared, slow you down. Let, let me just slow you down. This language about having more guns in schools is language of the left and the media at the top of the hour that I had to listen to. We don't talk that way when we talk about protecting our members of Congress. We say, I don't support more guns in the Capitol building. Do we say that? No. I don't support more guns in the White House. Do we talk that way? No. We say we want our members protected. We want our president protected. Well, we want our children protected. When you go to an airport, there's a hell of a lot more guns there than ever before. you got TSA all over the place. You also have undercover federal and and state and local agents. Lots of guns in the airport. Notice we don't talk that way. The federal government put the TSA in there.
to protect the passengers and to protect the people at the airport. The government put the cops, the Capitol Police and others in the Capitol building to protect the members of Congress. Then when it comes to protecting our children, to put the right people trained up in our schools, all of a sudden, wow, we're adding guns to our schools. I am so sick of this phony debate of our failure to protect our own kids. I'm sick and tired of the left. I'm sick and tired of them positioning themselves and positioning us this way. That's why when people say, well, you know, they're, they're like tribesmen. They all get into their own corners and fight. Wrong. This is a life and death matter. And parents want their kids protected. Let me put it to you this way. At least in the communities where parents really want their kids protected, then protect them. In those communities where there are oh, too many guns in the classroom, well, then that's your problem. I can't fix it. Go ahead. Can, can I offer up a su uh, suggestion to add to that? Um, yes, having armed officers in the schools is a great idea. And if they would add to that, I'll give you an example. One of, one of the high schools that I've worked in is humongous. It's like 3,800 students. There's two of us there. If a student, if something breaks out... Sir, I'm going to tell you something. That high school's too big to control. So that's stupid to begin with. That's just my humble opinion. Anyway, go ahead. It is, because I'm going at him with a pistol, and he's going to hit me with a rifle one shot, and I'm done, even goes through my bulletproof vest. So, so I offer a suggestion, because if you've got 2,800 kids running from the threat, and I'm running to the threat, I have to get through all those people, and, and while I'm getting there, he could shoot 15 or 20 people. So I offer, put cameras at every door and in the parking lot, hire the monitors, the security guards, and, and video monitors to where they could watch that, and as soon as they see somebody coming in with a gas mask, a rifle, anything, then do the lockdown, have push one button, lock all the doors, and prevent the death from toll from going up. If you could keep him outside, the death toll would stay down. And, and, and <laughs> it, it's a simple solution along with the handguns and, and guards in the schools. I, 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 have, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's something that should be considered. If I were a school board member, quite frankly... That sounds like something we'd really want to consider. I think we could save a lot of lives because honestly, one like one, these big high schools here is in that being, is that is that being discussed on CNN? No, no, sir. Is that being discussed on MSNBC? Is that being discussed anywhere? No. No, sir. It has nothing to do with taking your guns away. That's why they won't talk about it. But it is good common sense to think. Yes, about. it is. Tim, you're a good man. Be safe out there. God bless you. We'll be right back. Mudlovin. you this way. I am not here to entertain to entertain ideas about how we destroy a part of the Bill of Rights. If this is what the left wants to do, then let them put their proposal forward in the form of an amendment to the Constitution. Let them try and get two-thirds out of the Senate, two-thirds out of the House, send it to the states for 38 states to ratify. I am sick and tired of this creeping tyranny where excuses are made for killers in a classroom, for God's sakes. So we not only, as a nation, have to watch this horror and suffer as the nation's kids are slaughtered like this, and these so-called powers that be won't do the right thing, as a consequence, 
The Bill of Rights is supposed to take a hit? No, 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 no. That ain't going to happen. It can't happen. Well, you know, uh, I think we should raise the age of people who own rifles. Really? So you think people over 65 shouldn't hold or own a rifle? Oh, no, no, I don't mean that. No, no, no. 18 to 21. My friend writes me, a combat veteran. Mark, as you know, at 18, I was able to join the Army, handed an M16A2 rifle and an M9 semi-automatic pistol. A few months later, I turned 19. I was in combat using both of them. Age isn't the issue. No, age isn't the issue. The piece of crap who slaughtered almost 60 human beings in Las Vegas was 64 years old. Notice they don't talk about age there. Then it's the bump stock. This guy's 19. Now they talk about between 18 and 21. The guy in Orlando, he wasn't 18. The guy at Fort Hood, he wasn't 18. <coughs> I'm going to cough up a lung over this crap. Well, it's my last breath. I'm going to defend our liberty, I can tell you that. Cybercrime is getting worse every day. You hear about credit card theft, tax fraud, medical identity theft. The list goes on and on. But you don't need, you know what, and I'll tell you something else. Why are political consultants and commentators all over TV on an issue they don't know a damn thing about? Why do I care what somebody's deputy associate, assistant campaign manager has to say about the Second Amendment? Cybercrime is getting worse every day. You hear about credit card theft, tax fraud, medical identity theft, the list goes on. But you don't need to stop using technology. You need a new kind of identity protection. Well, I found the best-in-class service. It's My ID Care. They used to only cover Fortune 500 companies and huge groups, but their stellar service is now available to regular people like us, you and me. Hoping you won't fall victim is a protection strategy. And credit freezes are not enough. They won't help you with tax fraud or other types of ID theft. You and your family need the best protection possible. Here's what you do. Let me cut to the chase. Get 15% off the best protection possible, myidcare.com. Use promo code MARK or call 866-334-3084. 866-334-3084 or go to myidcare, promo code MARK. Save 15%. Folks, protect yourself against cyber warfare. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, do you think every single person affected by that shooting in Broward County is a leftist Democrat? Do you think every single person affected by that shooting in Broward County believes in more gun control? Do you think that town hall was representative of what took place or what's taking place in that county right now? Of course not. CNN is disgusting. It's a propaganda machine. 
It's our equivalent of Russian TV. Now, I want you to hear this young man. Maybe you've heard him all day long. I don't have the foggiest idea. But he deserves to be heard by you, my beloved audience. Colton Hobb, H-A-B-B, a shooting survivor, who was on WGLG-TV yesterday. And by the way, he's, he's not the only one. He's not the only one. Hat tip, real clear politics. And let me tell you something, how this business works. I don't have a staff that goes down and talks to Colton Habib. The shows after me don't have one. The shows that came before me didn't have one. You find these on the Internet. I give credit where credit's due. If there are people out there working hard, pulling this stuff down and so forth, Mr. Producer and I give them credit where credit's due. And Mr. Producer... Mr. Call Screener, they do a hell of a job, too, tracking down audio that's unique that I want to find, too. And he'll tell you, I track down some of it myself. Because we do work, research. We love what we do, and we want to do it right, and we want to bring it to you. Here's Colton Hopp, a young man, WGLG-TV yesterday, on CNN. Take a listen to this. Cut 19, go. I expected to be able to ask my questions and give my opinion on my questions. But Colton Hobb, a member of the junior ROTC who shielded classmates in the midst of terror, says he did not get to share his experience. CNN had originally asked me to write a speech and questions, and it ended up being off scripted. Colton wrote questions about school safety, suggested using veterans as armed school security guards, but claimed CNN wanted him to ask a scripted question instead, so he decided not to go. I don't think that it's going to get anything accomplished. It's not going to ask the true questions that all the parents and teachers and students have. Oh. Yes. This is the state of play in the country. And then there's Ryan Deutsch. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Another shooting survivor. Hat tip, Scott, uh, right scoop. Cut 20, go. I'd just like to say that when I see a camera tracking me as I cry walking out of a church, that is not acceptable. That is just... That popularizes the idea that if these killers are out there, if they have these guns, they will use them to get on some leaderboard. I saw this the next morning after the shooting. There was a top ten shootings in America, and we were at number nine, I believe. There should not be some rating score. You should not be able to put in a name at the end of that to say that I'm the one who shot up 19. I'm the one who shot 23. Well, I shot 50. These people are looking for infamy. These people are going out there, getting attention, and America should not stand for that. Yeah, media. <clears throat> what about your contribution to this? Media. Are the media killing people, ladies and gentlemen? Let me ask you that. Are the media killing people in this country by the way they report? By creating fantasies, by creating fame for nutty people. For people who want to kill our kids. Are the media responsible for any of that, ladies and gentlemen? Curious, what do you think? Why not? And if the media, let me ask you this. If the media are, in your view, responsible, in some degree or another, should we be curbing the media? Look, if the rest of the amendments to the Constitution aren't sacrosanct, why is the freedom of the press 
I'm not advocating it. I'm trying to figure this out. Not really. I'm trying to expose these bastards for what they are. On CNN and MSNBC and the network news shows. And they're exactly what I said they are. President of the United States. He's got it down. We've got to do the bump stock. We gotta now he's emphatically said we gotta raise the age to twenty one people who can buy rifles. Mr. President, if that is your position, then I would insist that your position be a consistent one. And that young men and young women under the age of twenty one should not be eligible to serve in the military until they reach the age of twenty one. I'm sick and tired of young people in this country being treated like crack, too. And then we mock them because they're more liberal than we are. We indoctrinate them in our schools, our government schools. We indoctrinate them in our colleges and universities because we turn them over to the tenured Marxists. They see this claptrap on TV day in and day out by the progressive arm, the propaganda arm, the Praetorian Guard of the Democrat Party. And then we go, oh, what happened to our kids? They're so liberal. And then we mock them. And now, what, we can send them to war when they're 18 years old? But when they're here at home, behaving themselves. They can't be trusted with a weapon. They help subsidize our health care. Oh, they're good for that. They help subsidize our entitlement programs. Oh, they're good for that. So now, as a result of this mass shooting in Florida, we're going to take guns away from 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, and 20-year-olds. What do they need them for anyway? Is that what the Bill of Rights says? What do they need them for anyway? Again, it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Looking for scapegoats now, aren't we? A whole class of people. 18, 19, 20 years old, apparently can't own rifles. Why? A whole class of people. Well, what about people who are 60 and older? The nut job in Las Vegas was 64. Should we rule them out? How about that piece of crap that killed those people in Orlando? What was he, in his 30s? Well, we got to rule out that group, too. Stupid. Politicians are stupid in both parties. I can't stand them. And yet we turn to them in a time of grief. Oh, do something. Do something. Do anything. Do something. And they say, you know what? They're right. Let's exploit it. So they do something. Then they'll do something more. And they'll do something more. And 20 years from now, you'll look over your shoulder and say, hey, what the hell happened to the Second Amendment? You gave it away, you idiot. That's what happened to it. Well, we got to do something about these magazines, you know, that have 30 rounds in them. Now, let me ask you, how is somebody going to get around that? Anybody have an idea? No, we're going to limit them to 10 rounds. Really? Really? Would that have mattered in Las Vegas? You're going to limit them to 10 rounds. So you know what somebody does? They carry more weapons. They carry more pistols. They don't have to reload. One in each pocket. One in the belt behind your back. couple strapped around your ankles. You're ready to roll. That's five right there. 
What are you going to do? Outlaw belts? Outlaw pants? I don't know. What will they use next? I'll tell you what they'll use next. More people are murdered. You've heard this over and over, and we started talking about it last week. With knives than with rifles in this country. Knives! But they can't figure out how to outlaw knives. It's like trying to outlaw condensation. They want to outlaw carbon dioxide, but they can't figure out how to outlaw condensation in order to control the economy and the environment. All right, well, outlaw carbon dioxide. All right. Now, if 550 people thereabouts were killed last year with rifles, and we don't know the age of everybody. I've been looking for that statistic. The one thing I read was that younger people are no more likely to use rifles to kill than older people. Okay, let's assume that. So if we're going to outlaw rifles being purchased legally by 18 to 21-year-olds, You think that's going to do anything? What the hell is it going to do? But the left, they already saw the rising argument, which we've been making now for what? Since day one. Trainer arm the teachers, trainer arm the police, trainer arm ex-military, current military, whomever local law enforcement believes, and get them in the schools to protect our students. Now the left has, no, no, no. What are you going to do, bring more guns into the school? Well, if that's the argument, then I want them to disarm on Capitol Hill because they shouldn't be bringing more guns into the Capitol building. If that's the argument, I want them to disarm the airports because we shouldn't be bringing more guns into the airports with the TSA. We should disarm everywhere because where you have men and women who are trained to protect us, they have weapons. And if you're going to make the case that them, they, being in a facility, brings more guns in and we can't have more guns in, then why have any protection? Besides, you leftists hate the cops anyway. You hate them. So if the left had its... I had to write the next book. I better not give it away. You know what happens. But if the leftists had their way, just look at that. Look at this. We need to demilitarize the police. The police need to be more community-oriented. The police are racist. It's systemic. The police this, the police that. We just went through ten years of that crap. Then the judges. The judges. Oh, yes, the judges. The soft on crime judges that Obama put all over the government, all over the country. Criminal justice reform, there, that's the new one. Let people out of prison. And then, disarm parts of the population. Or at least prevent them from protecting themselves. So you can't call the cops because they're racist. Right? You can't have a gun in a school because they're gun-free zones, right? What do you do? Give the central government more power, that's all. Give the central government more power. That's the answer. To do what? To do whatever it wants to do. Because after all, we have geniuses there like Schumer and Pelosi. 
where they're not sexually harassing people in Congress. Remember that? They're all predators. Now there's no predators. Now they're all King Solomon. All King Solomon, they're so smart. So noble. Never driven by politics. And the rest of us who are sensible know what the hell is going on. We gotta watch this crap. I'll be right back. Trump at the White House today. Cut six, Mr. Producer, go. I happen to agree with you. Uh, we have to harden our schools, not soften them up. A gun-free zone to a killer or somebody that wants to be a killer, that's like uh, going in for the ice cream. That's like, here I am, take me. We have to get smart on gun-free zones. When they see it says, this is a gun-free zone, that means that... Nobody has a gun except them. Nobody's going to be shooting bullets in the other direction. And they see that as such a beautiful target. They live for gun-free zones. So it seems to me if you have an IQ over seven, this is absolutely right. And yet the media are mocking the president for making this comment. I think the media should go without protection. Really. Maybe we should pass a law that no, obviously wouldn't work, but you get the point. Maybe we should pass a law that nobody who works in the media should be able to buy a weapon. Nobody who works in the media should be able to buy a weapon. And uh, forget about age limits. Let's just do that. Let them try that. None of their buildings should be protected. They should remain soft targets. Hey, I even have a better idea. Ready for this one, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think of this? The same kind of security. That's provided in most schools in America should be the same kind of security Congress gets. Should be the same kind of security that media places get, like the New York Times building. That's all. Let them practice what they preach. Next one of these town hall meetings, ask them. Ask them this. Why is your building better protected than most schools? Why is your life more important than my kid's life? That's the kind of question that should have been asked to Bill Nelson. How come your family's more important to me? How come Congress is more important than my family? You don't have a problem with bringing guns into Capitol Hill to protect you. Boy, do I despise these people. Cut seven. Go ahead, please. We're going to be focusing very strongly on mental health, because here's a case of mental health. Part of the problem is we used to have mental institutions, and I said this yesterday. We had a mental institution where you take a sicko like this guy. He was a sick guy. So many signs. And you bring him to a mental health institution. Those institutions are largely closed because communities didn't want them. Communities didn't no, want No, the real reason they're largely closed is because federal judges shut them. The ACLU did its dirty work. That's the real reason most of them are closed. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. More government, government, government. Disarming the American people. Sending the nut jobs out into the streets. Go ahead. For them, so you don't have any intermediate ground. You can't put him in jail because he hadn't done anything yet, but you know he's going to do something. 
So would it be talking seriously about opening mental health institutions again? In some cases, reopening. Mark, well, good luck with the courts. Good luck with the courts, because the libs control everything, and they screw up everything. The libs control everything, and they screw up everything. Cut eight. Go ahead. Well, you mentioned the Internet. We have to look at the Internet because a lot of bad things are happening to young kids and young minds, and their minds are being formed. I don't even know what that means, look at the Internet. There are certain things that are already illegal. They'd be illegal whether they're on the Internet or not, like child pornography and that sort of stuff. What are we going to do when we look at the Internet? I'm saying we ought to bring in some of these leftist enterprises and industries who are so hell-bent on destroying the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment. And we ought to say to them, okay, Hollywood, how about civil suits brought against Hollywood? Actors, actresses, movie companies and corporations? Yes, how about that? You want to bring lawsuits against gun companies? We'll bring lawsuits against Hollywood. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, America's think tank. And you can call him at 877-381-3811. All right. Hiring, every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns that what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply for the job. Now, these invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate to the site in just a day, one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive, so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you uh, find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, you, my listeners, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And it really is. Great sponsor. Mr. Producer, the call stream just blew out. Give me a good caller, would you? Danny, Los Angeles, 870 the answer. Go. Yeah, I must give it to the left. You know, they have the best marketing I ever seen. You know, anywhere from media to funding. And they keep like leeches, they keep pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding until they get their issue. I just don't see how we can beat it. We're just standing along, letting it happen, you know. And it, and it you really, know, you, it's the big pharma that's causing this, my opinion, you know, it's all these medicine, <clears throat> medication that, uh, the kids are taking that's causing these problems. And besides, 3D printing is coming in, so even if they ban guns, I think in the future people are just going to print them up, you know, and it's, nothing is going to, they're never going to be able to take the guns off the streets. Just like, they'll burn things down, they'll blow things up. They're, I mean, look, look, take a truck, mow down kids. I mean, uh, unfortunately, evil people are very resourceful. 
And so always we get these broad brush solutions that have no consequence whatsoever. Danny, do you know of a single instance where any of these gun bans actually save lives? None. I don't none. know of any. No, none. None. And how, how, how come there is no pro-gun rallies? How come there, you've never seen a law that's pro-gun. There's always a law against it, against it, take more and more and more and more because, and more and, and more. And there's never, and there's never pro-liberty rallies and never pro-capitalism rallies and never pro, because the people who are believers in this country are working, they're raising their families, they don't play the role of victim, <clears throat> they're not looking for excuses for failure. It's a completely different mindset about citizenship. Yeah, but All right, Danny. Good call. I appreciate it. Let us go to Doug, LaPointe, Utah, the great KVEL. Go. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. You truly yeah. are the great one. I can't believe you showed up as sick as you are. Um, I think our country is in decline. I think if the United States would bring back the draft, I think it would help reverse the decline. Of well, I'll tell you this. If they do, it has to be 21 and older. You can't tell young people they can't own a rifle, but we can draft you. I'm not going to put up with that. I can tell you that right now. I, yeah, I, I think uh, the draft would help the not-so-good people because it all, it's all good people joining up for the service right now, All you know, the people that love this country. It would help the people that don't see it exactly that way. It would give them a better chance at life. You know what I mean? I think they would be given a chance to become great. All right, my friend. Appreciate it. By the way, you have a great chance to elect Mitt Romney. Aren't you excited? You know, that guy tipped me 100 bucks one time. He's a good tipper, but that's as far as that goes. Let me tell you, I'm a good tipper, too, but I'm not running for office. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, sir. And I don't have a quarter of a billion dollars either, but I'm a good tipper. And when I tell young people, when I give them a tip and their eyes pop open and they say, wow, you know what I tell them? I don't need the government to tell me to redistribute wealth. It's my wealth and I'll give it to whomever I want to. My wife hears me do this all the time. William, Seattle, Washington, the great Sirius Satellite, go. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. It is a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Thank you, my friend. Well... With open borders and the drugs coming in here, weapons come in also, and they have found Comblock fully automatic AK-47s that they have confiscated from criminals. We're not going to stop the guns. They're going to come anyway. But when you're dealing with liberals... And, William, we can't even stop the people, let alone the guns, right? Right. When we're dealing with liberals, and I'm 65 years old, I've been dealing with these people all my life. Uh, they're steeped in academia. They have no real-world experience. They can't even change a flat tire. And they're out here trying to tell everybody what to do. I think Nancy Pelosi should shut up and go bake some cookies. Oh, jeez. All right, sir. Thank you. Of course, she'd poison them if she knew I was eating one. Just saying. Jim, Ocala, Florida, the great WSKY. Go. Mark, thank you for your show. I really thank appreciate you, your show. Thank you. It informs people very well. And we appreciate our I great affiliate there, WSKY. Go right ahead. That uh, guns will be gotten illegally if people want them. Look at all the police cars that have been broken into and stolen out of. 
and look at all the gun shops that they gangs have gone in and taken the guns out of there. You know, you make an interesting point. All it will do is massively increase the black market for weapons, making it even harder and harder and harder to track things. That way there won't be any gun control. They say, we're going to toughen up the vetting process. President says, everybody says, toughening up to do what? I mean, you're right. You're going to have this whole new black market, guns being shipped into this country, which we won't be able to stop. We have a porous border even for human beings. And so it'll be even harder to track people down and prevent truly evil people from getting weapons. You're quite right. Thank you for your call, Jim. Todd, Manhattan, New York, the great WABC. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You're right. So My pleasure. My idea is, uh, you know, do the exact opposite of what everyone else is saying. Since all the liberals and everybody uh, were excited that Obama, you know, made the, the health care mandate that everyone had to buy health insurance, why not turn it the, the other way? And have the government mandate that everyone get a gun permit. Because even though it sounds good theoretically, we all know that'll never happen. Well, why not? I mean, if because if, Congress isn't going to vote for it. Do you know of anybody who's going to vote for that? An executive order? No, you can't do things by executive order like that, mandating that every American buy something. Even they had to go through Congress for that. But I would like to know where you're going to get your. Uh, your huge numbers in Congress who are going to support such a thing. Well, wouldn't the NRA be uh Thanks for your it? call. Oh, here we go. I just do I, I can't entertain every fantasy. No offense. Jimmy, Manhattan, New York, WABC, go. Mark, the constitutional law is the constitutional law. I absolutely agree with you. Okay? What's written is written and it should not be altered or tampered with. But I'm going to say something now. A lot of 18-year-olds, these are kids. A lot of 18-year-olds are immature, spoiled, rotten kids playing video games, influenced by marijuana, video games, and violent movies. And, chasing- and then all of a sudden, sir, at 21, it all ends, right? No, no actually, at Mark, they're actually babies at 21. See, the- oh, then they're babies at 22 also. I see so many, Mark. Listen I- to me. And then they're babies at 25, right? Let me tell you something. There's a, only a minority of men at 18 years old. This ah, country. BS. If there were a minority of men at 18 years old, this country would be in a hell of a lot worse shape than it is. There'd be shootings going on ten times a day. I'm tired of people trashing these young people. If there's specific young people you want to talk about, fine. But these young people make up our military. We don't have a draft right now. Those young people are in Afghanistan. Those young people are in Iraq. Those young people are in one hellhole after another. Volunteering. Our police forces are also filled with young people. Every young person isn't a drunk. Every young person isn't on drugs. Every young person isn't hooked to video games. Every young person isn't out to kill people. What the hell's going on here? Mark, listen to me. Ah, get off the phone, you idiot. Mark, listen to me. Listen to what? You trash a whole generation of people? I should listen to this? Based on what? Your own experience? Again, absolutely irrational. 
How many 18-year-olds that we don't even know of right now have just shot a terrorist? I mean, the fact that I have wonderful people in this audience who are attacking an entire generation. I'm sick of it. I know other talk show hosts do it. I know other TV hosts do it. I don't do it. All right. Am I all caught up, Rich? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I real let, let me just say this. If you're going to call the show, I don't mind having a difference of opinion, but if you just start yelling wildly, making really asinine comments about an entire generation of people, many of whom are my listeners, there's nothing for me to engage you on. There's nothing to, to for me to entertain you with. You're just shooting from the hip, and you want the whole nation to hear you scream. It's not going to happen. You can call somebody else and, have, you know, oh, good idea, yeah, maybe you're right. No, you're not right. We're conservatives. We believe in individualism. We can categorize generations, this generation or that. I don't have a problem with that. But to say that everybody's a drug, everybody's video game, everybody, it's just a lie. It's not true. It's not accurate. So I'm not going to entertain it. And to keep going on and on and on, I'm definitely not going to entertain it. Let the other hosts entertain it. You know, I really need your attention because I have something important to, to tell you. This isn't a typical message, not some boring topic that makes you check out mentally or change the channel. When is the last time you checked your HVAC filter? I know, like I said, exciting stuff, right? Not properly maintaining your system can cause illness, allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your entire HVAC system, leading to costly repairs, even worse, the premature replacement of your entire system. Resolve to breathe better with Filter Buy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped for free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America by a family that runs a small business. Filter Buy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade. So you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto-delivery, so you never need to think about air filters again. You never need to go to any of these warehouse stores again. You just know to do it. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com. All right. Can somebody tell me what the point of Mueller's additional charges against Manafort are? Only thing I can think of, because they deal with things that relate back to before the campaign, is he's trying to further destroy Manafort to get him to say anything, particularly the phrase obstruction of justice on Trump. This is a very dishonest prosecution. It is a very politicized prosecution. I read something today. I think it was the Daily Caller pointed out that not a single prosecutor working for Mueller is a Republican. 
out of the 17 or 16, 13 are Democrats and three or four are independents. That's only possible if you intentionally hire that way. Because the chances of that happening accidental, accidentally are zero. And yet you have goofballs like this Trey Gowdy. I've never liked this guy. Keeps defending Mueller, doing exactly what he ought to do. No, he's not, doofus. And then Mueller wants to get the travel records of the EPA administrator, one of the best conservatives there, wants to know why he's been traveling first class. So you see... This is the Trey Gowdy priority. The EPA's travel, the administrator's travel. But when it comes to Mueller, he's all in. When it came to Benghazi, he was a wet noodle, which is exactly why Bonnier put him in charge. Uh, Bonnier, Boehner, same thing, put him in charge. All right. Let's take a call here. Lisa. Where are you, Lisa? Hello? Where are you located? Delaware. Lewis, I'm sorry. Delaware. WGMD. Go right ahead. Yeah. You're on. I, um, back to the, uh, Trump changing the, wanting to change the gun ownership to 21. My thought is you can have all the debates about it in the world and who would be right and wrong. You can't ever give the Democrats, liberals, any opening, any opening at all to changing our Second Amendment. Once you do that, they're going to want to come back with something different to change it. Well, you did it, so now we're going to do it. But you're right, and look at the facts here. You had a deputy sheriff, rather than going inside the building, was already there and armed to protect those kids. He stayed outside. Look at the facts here. The FBI failed to follow its protocol. Look at the facts here. A social worker raised, uh, was uh, uh, kind of downplayed this guy as a threat. I mean, you have contact three score times with local law enforcement, contact with the FBI twice, a deputy sheriff there. Why the hell are we talking about gun control? Because the Democrats are pushing to talk about it. Not just Democrats. You got these phony Republicans, too. And they're caving into them. Yes, they are. Because they don't want to look bad. And I never thought Trump would be the one that would follow suit. Let me tell you something. Long before I ever owned a pistol or a rifle, I defended the Second Amendment. Now I own several. And I defend the Second Amendment. I don't defend the Second Amendment because I'm a gun owner or I wasn't a gun owner at one point. Not too long ago, then Obama came in the office. He kept threatening to ban this gun and that gun, and every gun he threatened to ban, I went out and bought. Just because I don't like being pushed around. But all that said, none of these bans have any consequences. All right, Lisa, thank you for your call. Patrick, Easton, Maryland, the great WMAL, quickly, please. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to point out the fact that uh, well-regulated militia has nothing to do with the way the speech means now. It, uh, back when the Constitution was written, well-regulated meant, um, worked well. Uh, well, like a clock ran well. Also, I'm a firearms collector. Sir, you can call me tomorrow. I'm out of time. 
Well-regulated militia. Now, why do they have a well-regulated militia for the states in the Second Amendment? Anybody know? Go look it up. I'll tell you tomorrow as well. I've already said it in the past. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Thank God for all of you. Check out. Well, there's nothing to check out. I'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you.